Yeah. It's your boy MC. And I'm Asia. And today we're going to be hit, 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 hitting you with the brand new episode two of Love Nerds. So what's the word, baby girl? What's the word? What's the word? Well, first off, let's give a huge shout out to all of the dads. Yes, happy sir. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, fellas. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. Yeah, so we're, you. we're celebrating you guys. And, you know, what we're also going to be touching on is the best and worst dads in anime. Now, a lot of the a lot of the time you don't see the dads or the parents at all in animes. But when you do, they, they definitely play a, an interesting part. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be jumping into um, some dads that you should know. They may not know and that um, hold a uh, that hold something. Special place? Yeah, they, they hold I guess they hold a special place in this yeah. in the anime itself. They 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 all they all play their part. Let's there put you it go. That that's way. that's yeah. a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Um just a little disclaimer. We're only covering the animes that we've watched and I know mm-hmm. that that list isn't long, pause. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you guys feel like, you know, when we get done if there's some people that we didn't cover or you feel like should have made our list, Hit us up on on our social medias and let us know, like, yo, you could have said blah, 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 blah. And then, you know what I mean? We could talk talk it out. Right. Maybe there's a better dad than the ones that we're going to list or there's a worse dad than the ones that we're going to be putting out today. Um, but, yeah, definitely let us know. Comment. Leave it in the, you know, leave it in any of our socials and we'll be able to check it out. And, uh, you know, of course, obviously, we haven't seen every anime to ever yeah. exist, even with the best partner to have speaking on anime you know what i mean i'm blessed to have a really good partner for anime she still hasn't seen every anime that ever exists no and no and you gotta also think out of all those animes how many of them have a um an active dad you have a point so there's that too and uh one more disclaimer too before we get into it this is a list that we made together we don't have separate lists this Mm -hmm. is a this is the love nerds Mm -hmm. top six anime dads Mm -hmm. so we came together and we put our minds together and constructed this list. Yes. And if there's, I guess we should put out there, there may be a um, little bit of spoilers. Minor. Yeah. We're going to be getting into, obviously, the background of these dads and how they play into the anime story. So that might give a little bit of the story away if you haven't seen or heard or have gotten into these animes just yet. So that's just a little disclaimer as well. Yeah. Minor minor spoilers. Nothing crazy. Not like uh, I did a... And I did the episode. <laughs> no, it will not be anything like that. But it'll be, you know, a little something, something. Maybe it'll get you interested. Who knows? All right. Enough of the intro. They they up to speed with us. Let's get into it. With uh, sure. We're going best to worst or worst to best? Worst to best. Worst to best, dad. Okay. So let's start off with who we don't as the worst dad in anime, in parentheses, that we've watched. Yes. Okay. So this is going to be an interesting topic. You may have already heard of him seen the memes and know the disgusting act that he has done we are talking about show tucker from full metal alchemist brotherhood i believe in actually all renditions of full metal he plays out the exact same way he is a um i guess like a scientist or an alchemist he's a terrible person whatever he is yeah and (laughs) he um ended up transmuting his daughter yep into a chimera and she he um what did he he 
uh, he like spliced them. Hybrided his um his daughter and the and the dog. Yeah. Oh, it was it was terrible, and it's just like I finally did it. I have a Camara that can talk, and it was his freaking daughter. And if I know, he already did the same thing to his wife. Yeah. His wife, but what happened with that? But he was like lying to people, saying like she went away and she never yeah, came back that or was something like, a, like that, like yeah, like a business trip. Yeah, but that ended up being like a failed experiment. Yeah, and yet, so she died. Oh, and the, the fact that he. He sacrificed his his daughter. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Quite but. literally spliced them to like he took his daughter and his dog and like merged it into one and was like, yeah, I made a chimera. And uh, Edward realized that what he did. And that was crazy. Yeah. You and could, I mean, if you haven't seen the anime, you probably all heard of that scene and have seen him like as listed as one of the worst people ever. <laughs> right, and the fact that he could even be called a father in this is just disgusting. I mean, I understand he was desperate, but like, how desperate are you to where you sacrifice your own child to to better your career? Yeah, that child didn't do anything to you except love you. Oh my god! Oh right, and she always wanted to play. Yeah. Oh. And oh, yo, the worst dad. <laughs> yeah, it, it hurts to even think about it. But and then yeah. um, you can still see like her hair. Her hair was the dog's mane oh, and everything. Yeah. Edward. Oh, it was. Stop. It was uh, it was it was sad. <laughs> it, it was, was sad. really sad. I'm not gonna lie though, the memes are hilarious. It, they're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. They're done out of bad taste. <laughs> Somebody was like, "Yo, this is the real Animal Crossing." Oh, like I was. <laughs> goodness. And who's your favorite dog in anime? And Nate showed Nina. Oh. Awful. Absolutely awful. <laughs> hilarious. I was up to like two thirty in the morning looking at uh, the memes. Yeah, they're terrible. So, and, that, and that's how I know, you know, they should know about it because it's so memeable. It's right. so out there. But you know what's funny, though? Um, before I even seen any an episode of Full Metal, Nina, just her, she was always in the memes and I never understood it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are in the comments like, yo, that's effed up. And everybody cracking up. And, it, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, same. It's three dogs and a girl. I don't get it. Until I seen that scene. And that shit's hilarious. I'm sorry. No, I'm it sorry. is not. It's <laughs> awful. I kid you not. I want to say, I don't even think that's that far in the um in the show. No. And when I saw it, I was just like, is this what this anime is about? Because I can't get what this is. Was, this was rough. <laughs> Animal Crossing the anime. No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but I could definitely say he is the worst. If there's one that's worse than that, you let us know because... For me, he's kind of taking the cake on that one. Um, even though I haven't seen an abundance of animes, he's definitely the worst dad I've seen in any anime. That's atrocious what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the act alone is uh, like despicable in itself. Right, and then and then uh, I mean, we're not talking about husbands too, but just like how he did his wife too. Right. He's just a bad human being. Right, and you would have thought that his family did him wrong, and it's just like no, they didn't do anything except love him. And remember, um, remember Edward. And uh, I want to call him Nissan. Like, <laughs> but I remember Alphonse. Alphonse. There we go. Remember they was um they felt bad for him and they was going out their way to make sure to play with Nina because Nina just wanted to play with her dad. Right. But her dad was always busy, mm-hmm. so like they felt bad. It was like you know his wife has disappeared or died or whatever the case may be, and uh, he's so much in work he can't pay attention to his daughter. So they felt bad. So mm-hmm. they went over there. Like, they went out their way to go over there to spend time with Nina and to, like, 
you know, like, listen, we'll take care of Nina. You just, you handle your work because we want to help you get your license. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. This was all like, you know, they were all in it for it to better his work, whatever that was. Right. Little did they know what it really entailed. Despicable. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Despicable. Um, so let's let's jump into the next entrant because um he's trash. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is he as bad as show? No. But is does that make him any, you know, any better? Not really. Not at all. Um, we're gonna talk about Diego. This is Diego is number five on the list, right? Yes. Okay. That's number five. Yes. Um, he is Hakimaru's father. Yes, from Dororo. Yes. And well, let's just get right into that. He sold his son to the <laughs> demons so that his land could prosper. Right. Right. Um, just a little small, you know, of course, not to spoil the whole thing, but pretty much it came down to like he was a king of, of a land and the land was terrible. You couldn't get crops. There was no rain. Mm-hmm. It was just a really bad. The agriculture for it was terrible. People didn't want to come to do trades. And he quite literally sold his son to a group of demons so his land can prosper. Right. He went to the, um, where, like, I think the the shrine, the ter- the wherever that uh, building whole, was. Hallway to hell. Yes. He yeah. went there and he was like, look, I'll do anything. Just, I don't want my land to fail. And it's like, all right, well, give us your son. Sure. Didn't even hesitate. No. Didn't no. even hesitate. Now, he did have a second son. But it didn't make him any better of a father. <laughs> like, he was still a trash dad. Um, what me and you was discussing before, he didn't even necessarily, he didn't care about his no. uh, the second son. He just wanted someone to carry on his legacy. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. It wasn't, he did not love his son. No. He was just like, yo, I need you to take over where I left off. And that was it. And when you, and when you really think about it, it's just like his focus never um, left the sacrifice he made. Not even right. like the son that he sacrificed, just the sacrifice alone. It's kind of like, okay, um, is it raining? Does that mean that the sacrifice work? Is the crops growing? Okay, the fact the sacrifice is still, you know, in play. It was never um, focused on Hakimaru as a person. I forgot about that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, he was always just like, huh? Oh, okay, okay, we're good. <laughs> but, you know, if his son, and it's a shame, I forgot his name, his um, his second son was named. He was, does it but matter? Again, I know, did, did his dad know his name? <laughs> <laughs> we're not the only ones. No, the mother knew his name, but that's it. Yeah, because he, he really wasn't focused on his second son. It was just kind of like, all right, at least I got an heir for when all of this, you know, for when this sacrifice still stays in play. Right. And when I go on out. You know, my heir will be able to inherit all of this and it'll still stay intact in my name. And that's all he cared about. Like, I mean, you know, I know the scene is kind of cliche because it's in a lot of media. But, you know, just imagine like the little kid tugging on their father's clothes Mm -hmm. like, Daddy, look at me. Look at me. And then like, I'm about to go climb a tree, which he actually did. He did climb a tree and he just didn't care. He was just like, yo, go somewhere. I'm trying to protect my legacy right and it was kind of like he was always hush hush about stuff and even as he got older it was kind of like look i'm building you to be the best and in the back of his mind it's like because this sacrifice has to work out (laughs) it's just like uh he didn't really care for his his sons at all right and then you know when he reaches the point to where inevitably him and hockey meryl's paths cross again as soon as he he was like oh word he's still alive Kill him no, again. Right. No, we can't Kill have that. him again. <laughs> because if he's alive, 
then my deal with the demons will screw up. Right. And that's all he cared about. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, snap, my son's alive. He was just like, no, he has to die because we need crops. Mm-hmm. Kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that's definitely a bad dad move, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he, he, he ran up on him. They, uh, they crossed paths at the battlefield, and he looked at him. He said, oh, he looked mad familiar. Y'all think that's my son. Kill him again. Yeah, he, he gotta go. <laughs> he pulled up on the uh when he pulled up to the the the, the palace. Mm-hmm. Kill him again. <laughs> He's like, yo. And then the villagers was like, yo, bro, it hasn't rained in five days. What do we do? Kill him right, again. Right. We got we gotta find him. <laughs> right. Because he's he's doing too well out there, and that's not what the demons want. Right. <laughs> We're here to get what the demons want. Right. And then um the the setup was not really to go too much into it, but the setup was like the more Hakimero did like killing people, the more he started to become his original self again. Right. So due to that, the more Hakimero gained his original body, the less of the deal started, like the deal started to fall through with the demons because it's like, yo, you promised us this man's body mm-hmm. and now he's gaining his body back. So since he's gaining his body back, the deal with the demons was falling apart. Yeah. So it's kind of like each demon was just like, there you go. <laughs> what's going on what's going we had on a here? deal you were supposed to you promised us this and now we don't have it anymore right but i mean of course we don't want to get too much into it definitely you know give it a watch and find <laughs> out exactly how bad of a dad diego ends up being but how i guess hakimaru overcomes that can't say too much for his second son really can't say too much for his second son in general i don't even remember the kid's name but you know same. he definitely plays a part <laughs> same uh before we get to the next dad i just do want to mention my favorite part is always when anytime the deal broke up and the demons needed to talk to him, they'll just flash some lightning. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's sitting there chilling, just, yo, bring your ass up over here. You just screwed hey. up again, bro. Woo. <laughs> like, it was to the point, like, when we was watching, anytime the lightning went off, I was just like, because that's what he was doing. The demon was mm-hmm. like, yo, yo, your son, your, your son over here violating, bro. He got his arms back. Y'all, y'all messing up. Mm-hmm. Bring that ass back over here, boy. It was yeah. it was a great time. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Terrible dad. But a good time. <laughs> Terrible dad. Okay, so let's move on to the next entrant, which is entrant number four. Four. Um, this would be Ging, which oh. is Gon's dad from Hunter X Hunter. <laughs> now everybody knew that he was a trash dad, including the um people in the anime. So how about you jump into that a little bit? Um, I just want to go without saying, Ging might be a little too high, but the reason why he's higher up is just because the other two dads are so trash. He's pretty much like the lesser of the three evils in this situation. He's garbage. Um, So episode one, well, actually before episode one, he deadass just left Ging on the steps. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, with not his, Ging, I'm sorry, gone. With his, um, his was it his sister or was it just yeah, somebody who because that was Aunt May. Right. So left um his child, well Aunt May, take care of my son for me. When are you gonna be back? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and went about his way. And then the worst thing about it was, okay, like he didn't he didn't leave going on the back of the steps and ran or like disappeared. He hmm. stayed in like like eye distance of like he didn't even go far. It's like if he left, if he left going on the porch, he went to like where the stop sign was mm-hmm. and just stood there <laughs> <laughs> to the point to where Gon could visually see him just standing there and he didn't run away. He didn't scurry. He was just like, all right, yo, raise this little homie. I'm out. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. And even like, even though Gon knew 
like, yeah, his dad's out and about on a mission or whatever he was doing. And remember the, um, that, uh, that radio message that they, um, unlocked? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like, yeah, I know you're looking for me, so come and find me. <laughs> what? Ain't give him no hints. Game, no. come on. Right. He's like, oh, well, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're listening to this, that means you unlock the ability to use Nin. Great job. Come find me. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. The worst. And then just throughout the show, you know, we're going to dance around as much spoilers as we can. Mm-hmm. But just throughout the show, just little reports of what's going on with Gon. And when Gin get word of it, he's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Right. Right. And the worst of it all, when um, Gon ends up in the hospital fighting for his life. Quite literally. And it's just like, Ging. And Ging was in the area. Ging was around. It's like, you're not going to go see your son? <laughs> nah. Yo, Ging was like, what, two minutes from the hospital? Oh, walking yeah. distance? Probably, pretty much could see it outside his door. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, my son is over there, isn't he? He's like, yo, Gon ain't pulled through yet? Damn. It's crazy. Mm. <laughs> Word. Wow. So what's up with this meeting, though? Like, right, we need to yeah. fix this meeting. Oh, my gosh. He was absolutely the worst. Like I said, I feel like he would be the worst dad if Nina's dad and Hakimero's dad just wasn't so bad. Right, yeah. He was he was a trash dad. And then they reconnected, right? And then Gon has him, like, ask him, like, 50,000 questions. And all his questions, all his answers are like, yes or no. And then have Gon climb the biggest tree <laughs> In the freaking world, like the tree, the, the 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 taller parts of the tree left the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. He was just like, "Nope, you want me to answer your questions? Climb up this tree." Come on, come on! Like, can you be a dad for two seconds? <laughs> Don't forget, uh, Le- uh, Leorio had to check his dumb ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he sock him in the face? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. uh, Le- Leorio broke into the conference, mm-hmm. and then mem- well, they thought that he was gonna be announcing his surprise. Uh, campaign right right but he wasn't here for that he was here like listen i'm looking for ging because your son is in the hospital your son is fighting for his life and you can quite literally see the hospital Mm -hmm. from the conference room windows and you're not doing nothing about it right and he was just like uh mm, well and then here comes everybody in the audience yeah you're a bad dad that was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) get your shit together like what's wrong with you Hilarious. And then uh Leorio hit him with the, the, the teleport punch and everything. Yeah. But King brushed that off though. Yeah. I mean it was it was impactful in itself. Like not the punch itself, but like yeah. the act of what he was doing. I didn't doing. even know Leorio was capable of punching someone right, in the face. Right. He didn't do much of that in the same but hey. Yeah, it wasn't about <laughs> that because cause Ging Ging ate that. He ate that. Ging was like, all right, you know. Whatever. But then when them other dudes started talking junk, mm-hmm. he had like two in the headlock. <laughs> he had his knees in like three more of them. He was like, yo, come on, son. But Ging is a horrendous dad. Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can say he tries to do better or I mean. Mm. I don't really catch him improving. Well, with how it, I guess, with where it's at now and where Gon is at now, yeah. I guess you can say that's better than some. I don't know. He quite literally was like, yo, if you want me in your life, get a hunter's license. Well. How screwed up is that? Kind of, kind of, kind of trash. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't for the same. It's not like he did that because he wanted to see his son do better. And he right. wanted to, he wasn't really looking out for himself. It was kind of like, ah, uh, you actually did. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He gave him such an impossible task and was like, oh, snap, he did it. Well. Um, and now and now you're up here with me. And then what make it worse, too, is like, well, before other things, that was Gon's main focus. He yeah. was like, yo, I want to be my dad. Right. I want to be just like my dad. I'm going to be a better hunter than my dad. And his dad over like, I hope this little homie don't even make it. <laughs> Right, right. Oh man, I'm praying that this dude don't even make it. Mm. That's a shame. And then have him climb. I'm gonna reiterate the biggest tree mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. for them to have a conversation. Then got up there and said three words to the kid and was like, "All right, we're gonna climb back down now." Like, come on. <laughs> and that's why Ging comes up as number four on our list. Now we're gonna start creeping, and I mean quite literally creeping into the good dad territory with our uh, top three dads that we've decided. And this is more of a dad that I don't, I'm not very familiar with. I didn't watch the series. So I think you'll be taking the reins on this one. And that will be Goku. We have Goku at number three. Now I know you probably, I know you guys are probably like, yo, Goku is the worst dad ever. No, no. The thing is Goku is a good dad. It's just Goku's not a good earthly dad that's the problem we held goku to earth standards mm-hmm. you know what i mean now goku has dipped off on gohan plenty of times goku has sacrificed himself without even thinking about gohan and was just like yo piccolo you raise him i'm out you know what i'm saying and then um there's been times to where he but he told them don't wish him back he wants to keep training more and he was just like, Gohan was like, Dad, I miss you. And Gohan, I mean, Goku was like, you'll be all right. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> you'll be all right. I'm going to be up here. But the reason why I say Goku's a better dad than what people give credit for, he loved his kids. And he'd do anything yeah. for him. And he trained his kids. But people, like, it slipped people's mind. Goku is pure saying They're a warrior race. So, of, co- of course, Goku is a terrible earthly father. You know what I mean? But if we, if we went off sane standards, Goku's an amazing dad. Okay, so then you're saying, like, <laughs> in a sane way, he's an okay dad. Bars. <laughs> but in a, on, a, on an earthly way, he's not that great. Yeah, but you got you to gotta look at Goku's father, being a father figure in his totality. You got to look at his sane side and his earthly side. Okay. And together, that's why... It's fun to say Goku's the worst dad. It's fun to rag on him. The memes is great. Piccolo being the stepdaddy, that's mm-hmm. one of the greatest memes of all time. But we got we got we got to give Goku some credit because when it's time to go to war for his kids, he do. Now, I know you're probably thinking, "Yeah, but what about the time Goku gave Cell the sensu beans and Cell got stronger and Cell was about to kill every I, I understand that. Goku <laughs> was so confident in his son, that he was like, listen, you can defeat a fully powered up Cell, no problem. And let's not forget, Goku, when Cell was about to blow himself up, Goku sacrificed himself and told Gohan he was the protector and the guardian of the Earth now. And then they blew up. Wow. So, give my boy Goku a little, little bit of credit. And I know I'm the, I'm the Dragon Ball Z guy, so it's probably look like I'm being biased. But if you put... It, okay, if, if Goku... And Nina's father went to an adoption center. Oh, gosh. And <laughs> only one father, and there was only one child left. Which one would you rather have that child be raised by? Yeah, I think that answers itself. And I don't even know too much about Goku. <laughs> so. Like, don't let Tucker take that child. 
Because if Tucker takes that child, that child will be an ostrich before <laughs> <laughs> that child will be an ostrich before the third week. Like nice. that first follow up meeting with the with the adoption center, an ostrich. No, just that quick. I mean, Goku may not be there anymore, but at least the child will still be a human <laughs> child. You know what I mean? Yeah, be an ostrich. So I feel like you know, give give my boy Goku some credit. Just give my boy Goku some credit because. If you landed on a random planet and you started uh, making children with the, the the natural habitats of that planet mm. and it was time for you to raise your child to their standards, but you're not from that planet, how good would you do? Well, okay. All how right. good would you do? You know what? Right now, right now, well, actually not right now. When you're finished this episode, stop everything, go to Mars, land on Mars, <laughs> have a baby Martian with a Martian, okay, and then you raise it right, and then you let me know how good of a dad you are after you raise that Martian child. Well, they may not leave. Who so. may not leave? I mean, the dad might not leave like Goku left, based off of what you're telling me. Okay, so you go to Mars, <laughs> you have a baby by a Martian, and you know what? Just send me monthly updates on how good your Martian baby's doing. Look, your enemy here. I don't know. Either way, I if I have to go based off of the description you've given me with Goku and Gohan and their their father son relationship compared to Tucker, Daigo, and Ging, Goku's not that bad in comparison <laughs> to them. I mean, at least he didn't sacrifice them. Right. Try to um, transmute them. Or sell them to a demon. So, <laughs> if he's just not there as often as he needs to be, I'll take that. That don't mean that you need to be an absent, an absent dad. That's, right. not, that's not what I'm saying. No, right, that's right. That's not right. what I'm saying at all. These are some right. some interesting, um, you know, an interesting situation. Right. So, if you just if you put everybody's if you put everybody's flaws up on the table, <laughs> it's like you know what? Give me the absent dad. Yeah, yeah. Don't actually just don't take any of them. Okay, just be a good one. <laughs> Let's just do that. But. You know, if like I said, like I said, if if based um against who Goku is, like whoever Goku is up against in this running, he's not he's not right. the dad. Right. But speaking of good dads, now the next two we we mm. we we had to go we we had to have a discussion. Yeah. The uh the the first four we was like all right they pretty much fell in line. We had to figure out where to put Goku. But outside of that, we pretty pretty much fell in like dominoes. Right. These last two, we kind of was like, yeah, it's a little more um technical with this one. Right. Or with these two, I should say. Exactly. And um, for number two, as far as being not necessarily the worst, not not necessarily a worst dad, but you know maybe not the best dad. Right. Um, we have Grisha Jaeger. Yeah. And then he is on Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah. He was um he was misunderstood. Not misunderstood, but like uh what we was talking about before, he set Aaron up really well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He may not have been there as Aaron was growing through what he was going through, but the preparations he's made for Aaron's life, mm-hmm. that's what has him so high on the list. Cause he in that case he prepared Aaron really well. Right. And I wanted to say in um in Grisha's story, you don't really know too much about Grisha as Aaron's dad. Right. But as we um cycle back and we go back to where 
he started and um, came from, you find out a lot about Grisha's history. And fun fact, that's not his only son. Um, Grisha has Zeke. Zeke, Zeke is his son too. <laughs> Zeke the rat. Yeah, yeah, he definitely <laughs> sold his parents out. But uh, I guess that's where, you know, Aaron had to come in right. to save the, or I guess continue the mission because Zeke kind of just failed that part. And when, okay, when you really think about it, um, what was Grisha's mission in general? Well, uh, I noticed that Grisha... Grisha's thing was when his sister died. Mm-hmm. Grisha realized like, yo, these dudes is foul. Yeah. So the Marleans. Right, right. So Grisha was one of the first people to be like, yo, we can't be living like this no more. He started organizing the people together. He he maybe not he may not have been the first person to start looking into their history, but he was definitely one of the first ones mm-hmm. and was like, yo, we're royalty, yo. Like yeah. these dudes is clowns. Mm-hmm. Let's get everybody together and let's make this happen. Yeah, and it was just like there was only but so much that he was going to be able to do. Right. And when he um when he obtained what he did and mm. got like certain certain abilities, it was like I need to pass this on to somebody. Right. And who better? Who what better what better Eldian? Right. Than my son. Right. Not Zeke, the traitor. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron Yeager who he passed it on to. And I guess when we first meet Grisha, it was kind of like, I got to get back to the city. Something's going on. And we see him again and we end up finding out, you know, he's the reason why Aaron has his Titan. And it's kind of like now the baton has been passed to continue this mission to expose the Marleans. And, to get some respect back for the Eldians, because at the end of the day, who do you think everybody else is on that island? Or that's been, you know, sent to Paradis. Right. They're all Eldians. Right. And I guess that's why, sadly, that's why I can't say Grisha's the best dad. Mm-hmm. Because even though he had this this mission or this, um, this dream or whatever you want to call it, he kind of still used his sons right. to make it happen and, and without them really like knowing it and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I read really to cut you off. And I found it hilarious because uh, when I was on YouTube, they were saying like, yo, he's still, he didn't leave Aaron no instructions. Oh, no. He didn't give him no insight. He's like, listen, you're going to do this. You're going to become one of those, handle your business and uh, continue my legacy. And you know what the sad part about it is when you become a Titan like fresh Titan, right. you don't remember anything of how it happened. <laughs> so that whole story doesn't even get recollected until later down the line. It's just like, okay, I have this key to my dad's basement. Yeah. And that took like forever just to find out like what was in the basement and what made it so important. And it's just like, all right, here's the key to my basement. And now I'm gone. And uh, I was, it was funny because that's what I was about to say. My man Aaron just woke up with a key. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it. just like this key's important, and I need to get back to my my house. And that was why does that seem like that's the theme? It's just like, you know, with with Gone, I gotta get to my dad. With Aaron, I gotta get to my basement. Mm. It's kind of like you know, and that became that becomes the focus, and then you find out, haha, this is actually the focus. Right, right. It is. It's messed up though, because he, you know, what I mean, he just left him a key. He could left him a little note, some instructions. Right, right. He could left him uh, some Google Maps, how to get to the basement. He could something. Mm-hmm. He was just like, nah. Yeah, and it was it's 
it's like Aaron does find out in his own way as to what happened. Right. And we find out because, I mean, how can I word it? If it didn't happen the way it did, where he found out the way that he did, mm-hmm. we wouldn't know. No. We wouldn't know how, what his what was um Grisha up to or why he was doing what he, what he was doing. But it's only because of the way that Aaron came about this information did we get any type of insight. <laughs> if he didn't, if he would, if Aaron wasn't special, he wouldn't have gotten any of that. Not a word. No. He would have still been in the dark like, I'm in the basement and I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting there with a key. Mm. And he thought, remember, he thought his dad was still, uh, he thought his dad was still rocking. Right. You know Right, I mean? for a while. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah. But uh, his dad, Gresha, Gresha, he still gets points, though, because he he did exactly what he had to do. And that included sacrificing himself. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He was just like, I mean, it's it's two sides of the coin. On one, on one end, it is selfish mm-hmm. because he didn't do nothing but use his kids to be like, yo, you're going to carry out the rest of my mission. Yeah. But he also decided, too, that in his plan, I need to die. Mm-hmm. You know, and not to get too much into it, but just to hold the whole fact that the eternal clocks, the uh, the the curse of Alduin, I believe, Elderin. Mm-hmm. There's there's a curse. Mm-hmm. There's a curse. So the first time you turn Titan, you have 13 years 13, and yep. you die automatically. So he knew he had all that factored in. And he already knew, like, yo, when I get towards the end, I need to do what I got to do, and. He put his kids in there. And to me, that's dope because he sacrificed himself so his kids would have a better world to live in. Right. And in turn, it's kind of like I'm trying to save you at the same time. Yeah. It, it really depends yeah. on how you look at it. Because like you said before, you could just you could also easily make a case for it. He used them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, let's say, you know, what would have happened if Zeke didn't rat? Yeah, that's true. That, you know? That's true. If Zeke didn't rat. And... Not not purposely, but it was kind of like, all right, well, we had a plan with Zeke, Zeke Rat. Let's have another kid and try again. Yeah. And this was with, um, I guess that, I guess some other girl. It wasn't even, they don't even have the same moms. It was a different, Yeah. they have different moms in that scenario. Yeah, because something happened to Dina. I ain't going to mm-hmm. get into that. But something happened to Dina. She was the first wife. And the second wife was the girl who had the plague, remember? Uh, she was sick and he treated her. Yes. Wait, yeah. is it her or was she a nurse? No, no, no. She was sick. Mm-hmm. She was sick. And then after he took care of her, I guess feelings started, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Her name's Carla. Right. So how do we know uh, Grisha the whole time wasn't like, hmm, okay, so I'm going to marry this woman and we're going to try this again. Pretty much. It's like the mission is still on and we're going to keep doing this. We got we got plans here, my okay. little Aaron. Right, right. Okay, so my first son's a snitch <laughs> and uh, that screwed us over. So I'm going to knock up Carl and we're going to do it again. Pretty much. We're going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. So um, like we was, like we was discussing before, Gresh's impact, he just set everything up for Aaron because he wasn't there. He died very early, right? Yeah. Like very early. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact we went through three and a half seasons without him. Yeah. <laughs> But he did his thing, though. Mm-hmm. He did his thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he was setting up for a better world for his race and for his kids. Right. Can't can knock a dude for that. No, 
No, and then and that's I guess that's why it was difficult to um, find. I guess it was difficult to compare who's the better one between Grisha and our last guy. Number one, and I mean, like I said, we we had the battle, but this is love nerds. Number one dad. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people will probably disagree. And there are probably other better dads out there that we just haven't met yet. Right. But this is our number one pick, and that is going to be Hohenheim. Hohenheim. <laughs> and he is from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, from what we've seen. He is Alphonse and Edward's dad. Misa. So... Let's get into why we have him as a good dad. Before we dive into that, why did they need to say his name like that every time? <laughs> like, his name is Hodenheim, but any time he was ever addressed, it was Hodenheim. Yeah, they really had to, like, enunciate every every syllable in that. I'm like, bro, Hodenheim. Hodenheim, Hodenheim, Hodenheim. Maybe they just couldn't believe it. <laughs> Hodenheim. Shut up. But yeah, let's get into his little background a little bit. Now, to me, the reason why I would say, like I said, the selection was scarce. But the reason why I have him as number one is because he really did. Everything was for them kids. Mm-hmm. Everything was for them kids. It looked really bad because like quite literally episode one, you see him walking out. And the way Edward's hostility towards him was, he just looked like, you know, the same old usual piece of crap dad. He abandoned the family. And uh, he stepped out on him. Mm-hmm. And and Edward took that really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. Pause. <laughs> um, but I guess just like Grisha did, Hohenheim had a bigger mission yeah. that he was a part of and that right. he was trying to um, take on so that it wouldn't affect his family. Right. The only difference is he didn't use his kids to make it happen. His kids just ended up being involved. Right, right. That wasn't right. In his intention, but it kind of did turn out that way. And we can't forget that Hohenheim is immortal. Right. So yes. he's been around for a very long time. Yes, yes. And um, you know, it's funny. I'm quite literally thinking about it now. What also didn't help with Hohenheim's uh, mission, if you will, to be so misconstrued is I'm not going to say who, but when someone died, that person wasn't able to explain to Edward. And Alphonse, what was really good? Because she, right. she was aware. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was aware. So it's just like, yo, my dad left. Blank died. And it's just like, you know what? My dad's a piece of crap. Yeah. Yeah, and he never came <laughs> back. And he knew what happened. And and it's just like, if only I could tell you, you know, right. what was going on, guys. He he kept them in the dark to protect them. Yeah. He kept it, them in the dark And to it wasn't them. like a, a small thing. Like this right. was a, this was going to affect millions of people. Exactly. Including his family. And it's like the last thing I wanted to do is like in the fact that he's been immortal. Mm. He's already been through. He already, he's been around so long. He already knows what could have happened. Right. And the way he got his immortality took a huge tragedy. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, I need to avoid this from happening again because now there's people who I love and who I was a part of are in this now. That's a good point. Cause at first he didn't care. He was, he was a slave. Yeah. He didn't yeah. care. But like you said, um, cause you know, you know, they say history always repeats itself. 
So it's just like, okay. And he detected that it was about to get real again. But this time I got a wife. I got two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the grandma lady. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he has a family now. And he was just like, I, I've seen this before. I got to do what I got to do to make sure this didn't happen again. But the way he dipped out and Edward and Alphonse was young. Yeah. And the only thing Edward remembers is just seeing him walk out. Yeah. And he hated him for it for almost the, the rest of the episode. I mean, right. the rest of the, the series. Yeah, there was no, because there was like no explanation for it. And even like, I want to say even down the line when he came back, there was still no real right. explanation for like, dude, you've been gone for years now. And now you're just showing up. Right, right. Like, where, why did you leave? Where have you been? And um, and remember, uh, Alphonse ran into him first. And when mm-hmm. Alphonse was like, yo, I ran into dad, everybody was like, I don't care. Right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. But it was it was all for the betterment of not just his kids, the world. You know? He had to, his plan was very, very strategic. Everything mm-hmm. had to be perfect mm-hmm. for this thing to pan out the way it was supposed to. And he just, he had to go handle his handle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I don't blame him. Because the kids were so young. It's not like Edward and Alphonse was 14, 15. Yeah. They were kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, how do you tell a four-year-old, like, yo, I'm about to go save the world. I'm going to be gone for 53 <laughs> years. I'm immortal. Uh, I have to do other things. And these other things are going to stop this person who's been scheming on taking over the world for the past 300 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Daddy, love you too. Can I have milk and cookies? That's all that's right. going to happen. Good luck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Write me when you get there. That's, right. that's all it's going to be. Yeah. So I don't, I don't knock him for that. No. And you know what? Not to, of course, not to get too much into it and not to say there's, there's any correlation, but Hohenheim goes up against someone named Father. Mm. So it's just like... Of course, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna compare those two. Right. I'm not gonna compare those two. But it's just like when you knew who he was going up against. Right. You know, he didn't. He wasn't as bad of a dad, or he wasn't as bad as a father as the one he was going up against. Well, mm, okay, yes, yes, I agree with that. And uh, I'm just trying to think: is father technically a bad dad? Um. Could, um. Okay. Without spoilers, of course, mm-hmm. considering who he was, the father figures too, and how he, oh uh, no, he was a shitty dad. Yeah, I was about to say like he's not great. He yo, was not great at yo, all. now I think about it, he was a terrible dad. Yeah. Okay. Small. That's a small like bonus. Like the right. father, or yeah, father in Full Metal Alchemist. Look, man, we just we just diving in. We just chopping it up. <laughs> Um, he wasn't a great father at all. <laughs> like, and to who he considered his children were, were expendable. Right. You know, it's kind of like, look, you guys are going to come and go, but you are, you all are serving my purpose. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely yeah. right. And then, and then if anything ever happened to them, he was just like, yeah, well, all right. So it's appropriate for our personal list here for love nerds that Hohenheim gets that spot as best dads out of you know our top six (laughs) and i guess we can say for the last couple dads that we've listed they have in common that they sacrifice their lives and their their livelihood to save millions of people yes and their families Mm -hmm. but unfortunately not every dad can do that nope and you might end up in an apocalyptic world where you have to fend for yourself 
Segway. Segway. <laughs> the Last of Us 2. Yeah, let's talk about it. Came out on... Two days ago. It came out on Friday. Friday. And that's been interesting. I am a watcher. I am not going to be playing <laughs> anytime soon. Do not give me a controller. I'm all about just watching how this all goes on. I'm a... That's all I've been doing. I haven't played Madden. <laughs> I haven't played 2K. I've played Pokemon, but that's because, you know, the expansion is out. So that's fun. But Last of Us is all I'm playing. Like, I, I got it when it came out, and it's only been two days, and I'm six hours in the story already. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun. It's beautiful. The graphics are um, stunning. incredible. Stunning. And, I mean, I know a lot of games do this now, but... You know, before it was it was a it was an obvious difference between gameplay and cutscenes, mm-hmm. but they just flow so yeah. like so beautifully. Yeah, that, and know? that they did that in the first one too. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm glad that they continued that um, that flow into the second one. So I that mean, was nice. A lot of game, a lot of games do it now, mm-hmm. but I don't know the, the the transitions that Naughty Dog do is just it's incredible. Yeah, I I am liking, I'm liking it, but it's scary. Okay. I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe I'm just easily scared, but some of these graphics and some of these scenes and some of these like um, these tasks that you have to do are very scary. I mean, I can't hold you. A couple, <laughs> I, I had a couple like, oh, shit, I had a couple of those moments because the, the attention to detail is crazy. Like the first game, the infected were there and they're, you know, they're good. But this time they just added a whole nother element to yeah. them now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if, okay, in the, in the old game, let's say you go in a room, and let's say there's four of them floating around. It's like, all right, I'll be as stealth as I can. If one of them hear me, it's go time. And this one, them same four, it's just it's just so much more intense. Yeah. You know, their their patterns and how they, they trace the rooms and everything is so random. Like, you know, like, you know, you know when you play a game, and you notice, like, okay, the security guard's going to take three steps to the left. He's going to stop. Yep. He's going to look left, look right, turn around, take three more steps. The The patterns of the infected in The Last of Us 2 is so sporadic, you can't track them. Mm-hmm. You can't track them. And then now, it's to the point to where, like, if you grab an infected, as I'm killing him, I'm not immune to everything else that's going on. Right, yeah. If another runner catches me killing him... It's go time. Yeah, he gonna, it's still going on. Right, right. He's going to like screech. And then when he screeches, his homies is coming oh over. Oh, my gosh. And it's, it's intense. And even though it's only four, them four will have you fighting for your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's intense. Yeah. And um, I can definitely say that the clickers got an upgrade in their oh. look. They look even worse. <laughs> <laughs> They're even more like gross. Ugh. But what's dope now is that you can shoot to kill the clickers now. I mean, it's not just one shot, though. Right. It's not yeah. just one shot. But you can shoot to kill. I was struggling with the clickers, but it wasn't my fault. Stupid <laughs> Dina. Oh, we're getting right into Dina. Man, Dina is so <laughs> in the way. So in the way. I was uh, I was talking to my brother, and my brother's like, yo, I love Dina. She go in, blah, blah. I hate Dina. <laughs> Dina reminds me of the person that you play hide and go secret and they hide in the same exact spot as you. 
and they're loud as hell and they're like, we're, we're having such a great time, right? Mm-hmm. I hope they never catch us here. No. That's Dina. There's been a couple of times as you were playing and I'm just like, I'm in, I'm in stealth mode with you. Like, I'm like, you're creeping, you're quiet. And then here comes Dina running across. I'm like, oh <laughs> my gosh. The, uh, the one time I'm in a room and there's two clickers, right? So with the clickers, you have to be very patient. Now the clickers are blind, but their hearing is superhuman. So quite literally, if you're creeping through and you step on a branch, if that clickers hear you, you're dead. Mm-hmm. So it took a long time to kill the first clicker. I'm creeping up on the second clicker. I got right behind it to where like the point of my knife is basically grazing the clicker's back. Dina randomly shoots the clicker. Oh, my gosh. And randomly. she didn't even finish the job. No, she didn't. She <laughs> didn't. So I'm running, right? And then, like, the runners are behind me. So I turn around, and I'm doing that, and I'm handling the runners. And I turn around, and the clicker's right there. So not only did Dina shoot the clicker, <laughs> she didn't kill the clicker. Right. But, you, but guess what? The clicker killed me. Yeah. Yeah, you made it your job to handle this clicker, and now here you come with the crowd. <laughs> And the clicker to me. Don't come over to me. Handle I this. I hate her. Yeah, I'm not. Well, sometimes you love her. Sometimes. Dina is good at fighting humans. Yeah. Fighting humans. Um, You know, for the people who played the first Last of Us, you know, eventually you reach a part to where you, you develop human enemies. You start beefing with humans, too. Dina is a marksman when the enemies is human. She's giving out straight headshots. She's mm-hmm. killing people behind me. Uh, there was one time to where I was out of ammo and I pointed the gun and I was like, I'm screwed. And then, bam, Dina came in last second. Yeah. She can shoot when it's time to kill a human. When it's time Outside to fight infected, that, no. she don't even know what a gun is. <laughs> Remember um, <laughs> crawling in the, in the grass? Yeah. She was pretty much taking a nap while, oh. these, while the runners were like going right past her. I'm right. like, oh, okay. And that's crazy, though, too, because, like, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but, like, the humans can't detect Dina. The regular runners can't detect Dina, but the clickers can. Yeah, that's what I've been noticing as well. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a running theme, but that's kind of what I've been picking up on. <laughs> I'm going to be running because Dina's trash. <laughs> yeah, you got to be. You can't depend on Dina. She's no. great, you know, in a moment, but don't depend on her to come through for you. Garbage. And then her little, her little uh, side dialogue is annoying. <sighs> I just don't like Dina. I don't like Dina. I'm only six hours in, so maybe my opinion with her would change. But as of now, garbage. Yeah, I, right now I'm currently not a fan of Dina. I feel like she just gets in the way too much. It makes me nervous when she just rolls up in certain scenes where it's just not appropriate. <laughs> it's just like, Dina, do you mind? Or like if... um. If you're like attacked by, or if there's like a bunch of enemies, it's like Dina, hey, help! And she's nowhere to be found. When um when I was in the supermarket, I got pinned up in the corner by four runners, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm in the corner. I didn't because re- I'm panicking, so I'm literally just running. And you know you got to spin the camera. You can't mm-hmm. you can't see where you're going because you're running backwards, which makes sense. So I didn't realize I backed myself in the corner and the runners jumped me. So I came in there, doom, doom. I'm knocking dudes out and I knocked the fourth one out and come to find out Dina was standing right to the left of me. Is that all of them? (laughs) Dina. (laughs) Dina, if you would have shot two of them, I wouldn't have to use my only med kit that I have left. Right. It then had the nerve to be like, teamwork. (laughs) Dina, you didn't do anything. Great job, babe. Who? No. <laughs> <laughs> or um the time where 
you run into an outpost and it's being guarded by the people, by uh, the people that you're going against. And I killed one or two and I'm trying to hide. And then uh, I have little health. I have one shot left of health. And then I look up and I get sniped. And as I die, you see Dina standing over me. <laughs> Dina, shoot the sniper. What are you doing? <laughs> Dina just helps when she feels like it. Right. It's kind of like she's amazing, but when she wants to. Yeah, be. on her time. Right. On her time. Absolute trash. But what I did find was really, really fun. I mean, you could do it in the first one too, but this this one is different. The ele- You can make the runners... You can make the infected fight the other humans and just sit back and let th- let them uh, fight. That was fun. That was fun to watch. I was um I was in an area and I had the humans chasing me, so we fell in like an abandoned like subway center. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting down there, and they storm the side and like, yo, put your mask on, blah 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 blah. So they start storming in and they come into like this weird like army formation, if you will, and then they go. Yo, I think there's clickers in there. I think there's infected down here. So I'm in the back and I'm hiding and I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I took a brick and I was like, hmm, let's see what happened. So I threw the brick and the clicker heard the the brick. And when the clicker ran over, it was in the same spot to where the, uh, the humans enemies were. And an all out war just happened. Yeah, it was kind of like both of them were like, what was that? And then their attention was drawn to each other right. and not to where the noise came from. Right. That's that's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. I watched them fight for what ten minutes. <laughs> I was, was so was entertained. <laughs> and then uh, remember the dude jumped over the box. Oh, I was hiding behind. Goodness. Yeah, that was that was scary. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Yo, that scared me. Me and Dina's behind a box, and he's running from the zombies, and he quite literally jumps over the same box that me yeah. and Dina's hiding behind. And that's intense because they want to kill me too. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And if they were, if 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 that could have gone wrong, and it was like, hey. Look, they're over here. And it's just like he would have brought everybody that way. That would have been tragic. Because oh. the, the, the the infected would have just followed the other humans. And like you yeah. said, I would have had humans to the left, infected to the right. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a bad time. So Ooh. I stayed put. Yeah, and that was the best option you could have made. <laughs> stayed put, uh, drunk some water, you know, just <laughs> hanging out. It was a good time. Um, when you mentioned When you mentioned, hey, over here, I wanted to bring that up. The AI in this game is so smart. Mm-hmm. This is probably I don't wanna uh I don't wanna over exaggerate, but this is probably the smartest AI I've ever gone against. Like they make it really difficult. They communicate and the communication between the AI enemies is so good. You could slip your mind and forget you're the main character. <laughs> because like the same attention that they put into Ellie and Ellie's story, because like, okay, for example, when Ellie and Dina are traveling. They make sure it's not just silence. They have regular conversations right. as if two humans having a regular conversation. The enemies do that too. And they're talking about you. And it's crazy. Like, I killed the dude and his body fell in the doorway. So the guy came around the corner and he started radioing his name. I think his name was Alex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Alex, come in. Alex, come in. And he didn't come in. And then another girl ran over to him. He's like, yo, what's wrong? And then she was like, uh, Alex isn't answering his radio. All right, guys. So then they start patrolling the area, and they're and they're talking to each other. They're like, Allison, you take the right. Jeffrey, you take the left. I go up the middle. We need to find Alex. I'm like, this is so 
cool. Yeah, it was it was very realistic to, you know, regular like real life conversations. Right. And then when they did find his body, they was like, We got one down and everybody started uh reloading and now instead of just walking, they're they're armed now. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was dope. Like the immersion, that's the word I was looking for. Mm. It's so real. And um I was telling you, when I when I started the game, I'm running from these zombies and I went to go crawl under a, tr- uh, a truck because you can prone now. Before you could be able to crawl. Now you could prone, like just straight out flat prone. So I killed and infected, and I went to prone to hide behind the truck. But I guess I didn't do it fast enough. The infected literally grabbed my leg, dragged me out the, from underneath the truck, and started kicking me on the side. Mm. So I had to roll out the kick's way, get back up, and then fight the infected. And I couldn't shoot. Because if I shot, the sound would have rung off and it would have attracted more infected. Isn't that crazy? That's The attention <laughs> to detail is remarkable. Mm-hmm. And that's what had me so... That's why I can't put the game down. It's, it's The immersion is ridiculous to the point to where I don't feel like... I, obviously, I'm playing because there's a controller in my hand. But what's going on on my TV, it don't feel like I'm playing a video game. Yeah. Exactly. It feels like me and you stumbled into some dope series mm-hmm. and it's like... Let's watch more episodes. Yeah, and that and that's exactly how I feel as a watcher. Like this right. isn't just a um, this isn't just a video game. Almost, it's very like it does suck you in and get you in involved. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of oh my gosh. And uh, and the combat too, because when I got pulled from under that truck and I rolled out the way and it was time to fight, we was getting it in. <laughs> the combat is is faster, it's faster, but you have to dodge now. And you can't just press, like, you can't spam the L1 button. You have to time it. So if the infected go to swipe and you hit L1 too fast, you're going to get hit. Maybe not full strength, but you're still going to get hit because you didn't time it. Mm. The only way you can get a clean dodge is if you time that L1 press perfectly. You know what I mean? And you fight now. I mean, like, fight. Like, in the back of the bar, somebody (laughs) owe you money. Like, yo, we was mixing to the point to where I forgot I had a gun. Oh, goodness. I forgot I had a gun. I came up, boop, 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 dropped him. His homie came up. Oh, so, oh what's up? You want something next? Do, 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 do. You know what I mean? I was out there rocking. And then they called, then the homies called the other homies, and then they jumped me. <laughs> it's not so fun when that happens. It's not so fun when you get jumped. <laughs> when I realize it's four of them, that's when the guns come out. <sighs> that's when the guns come out. Speaking of guns, remember when uh, I ended up in the flooded parking garage? Mm-hmm. And as soon as we got through, Dina went, oh, snap, and shot someone? Uh, yeah. Well, she yeah. Didn't even, we didn't even take the stealth approach. Oh, so, my gosh. Like, a half a herd started swarming yeah. the parking garage because she didn't even attempt to try any stealth. As soon as she was, she's like, oh, a clicker. Bam. <laughs> Dina. I'm like, yo. Why? Are you kidding me? And then also, at that point, there's humans in the game, too. So the humans are going to hear the gunshots. Yeah. yeah. Can you not, Dina? <laughs> Can you not? Uh, this isn't a Dina hitting party, but, um... Yo, instead of The Last of Us, it was about to be The Last of Me, because oh, Dina gosh. was going to die. <laughs> I was going to leave her. I wanted to kill her myself. She said, where you go, I go. So now you stuck with her. Home. <laughs> We're going home. Um, Without diving into any spoilers at all, the story is incredible oh, so yeah. far. And yeah. like I said, I'm only six hours in. There, There's been some plot twists. And some, there was like some old shit, but not because I was scared, but just because they hit you with something that you wasn't expecting. Right. The, the curveballs that's written. And like I said, I'm only six hours in. I still have 
roughly 16 more hours of this game left. But it's just written so well. Yeah. You know? The um the obvious plot twist yeah. that we won't get into completely threw me off. Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Right. I, I thought I thought we were all in this together. I That's was worried that way. I thought we were all in it. this together, but to find out that we weren't, it was it really changed the game for me. Right. And it's and it's mid cutscene. You're sitting there chilling. Everybody talking goes left that quick. Like, what? That <laughs> quick. Or um, an- another one to where you're creeping through the town and you're thinking everything's fine, but you're being mm-hmm. watched the entire time. Right. And I won't get into it, but when they let you know that they know you're here, that is crazy. Oh, yeah, because everything's like la-di-da, and it's like, yeah, we're just traveling through, and then changes just like that. Right. Just just as quick. Just as mm-hmm. quick. Probably quicker than what you just said. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is the whole time as they're traveling, Ellie and Dina, they're just like, oh, it's too quiet. Are we going to get through here? Mm-hmm. And then Ellie is like, they're probably watching us. And then what was dope, too, there was a time to where, okay, they're traveling through, right? And Dina was like, it's quiet. Ellie was like, stay on guard. Remember how well we hide our people. Mm-hmm. And that was dope. Yeah, and and it's just like they throw you off by the conversation still continually being normal. Right. It's not like something's coming up. I wonder what it is. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, so blah, 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 blah. And then, bam, yeah. changes up. It's just like, I, I thought we were talking about, you know, right. what happened yesterday. Like, what is happening right now? When, when uh, okay, obviously, the plot twist is the biggest plot twist me you experienced so yeah. far. But I would I would put up there, when they real, when you realize that they've been watching you the whole time, and when they set you up, how they set you up, mm-hmm. It wasn't as impactful as the plot twist, but that was dope. Yeah. That was dope. It's like, nah, you think you slick. We've been on you since you got off your horse. Right, right. Since yeah. you got off your horse, we've been on you, bro. Mm. I'm really looking forward to uh, diving back in that game. Like, it's really good. Yeah, it's definitely um, fun to play. Right. And definitely just as fun to watch. You're not going to play? No, no, absolutely not. Just, just a little bit? Not at all. Not no? At, I don't even, no, I'm not even going to be walking through no forests or nothing yeah. just because of the fact that things can switch up on me. Nothing no, is safe. You. Nothing <laughs> is safe. And um, I also really like that, obviously, Ellie's the main character, but they put, atten- they put attention to detail on the people that surround her. It's not like, okay... Ellie's in debt because Ellie's the main character. And other people's like, oh, yeah, she's a girl. She's 16. They have their background stories, too. Mm-hmm. And the way their background stories intertwine with each other, that's what makes the plot so enriching. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> I, be, I want to talk about it so bad, but I can't. <laughs> but when the plot twist happens, it's like, okay, who is blank? Why is blank, blank, blank? And why does blank want to blank, 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 blank? <laughs> A lot of blanks. <laughs> that's look. That's the most I could trust me. Trust me. For anybody who plays it eventually after they hear this podcast, you guys will appreciate my twenty six thousand blanks that I just did right <laughs> there because you guys would hate me if I just went off. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like okay. So when you find out, well, when you see what happens, the next response is like, "Yo, who, why, when, where, because what?" Mm-hmm. Point blank. Period. Yeah. Amazing. I'm only six hours in. Amazing game. Yeah, I'm excited to see what's going to be happening next. And 
hopefully you play this more during the day versus I'll at try. night. Cause I'll try. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to. I'm sorry. Like, I can't just go to bed watching that. I have to, like, find something cute to put on <laughs> to watch afterwards because it's just a little too. The graphics are amazing. Let's just put it that way. They're right. a little too good for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll focus on playing uh, Last of Us a little bit earlier for you. <laughs> Thank you. It has been so much fun jumping into, you know, best and worst dads for anime and talking about first impressions for The Last of Us 2. And I hope you guys have enjoyed that as well. Now, will you join us on a side quest with Yamsee? <laughs> He's going to take you guys on this journey. So enjoy. All right. So uh, today's side quest, we're going to talk about Nintendo. Now, Nintendo is pretty much the godfather of this game and stuff. They've been they've been doing the thing way longer than any company. You know, I could quite honestly probably say if it wasn't for Nintendo, we probably wouldn't even hit the uh, Xboxes and the Playstations and things like that because Nintendo, we they ushered it in. You know what I'm saying? I have a little bit of gripes with Nintendo. I love them, but I feel like Nintendo hide behind their legacy. You know what I mean? They have some pretty dirty business pra- practices. And it's just always like, yo, you know what? We can do whatever we want because we have Mario. We have Zelda. We have Splatoon. We have Pokemon. We have all these games. And it's like, you know what? We're going to do whatever the hell we want because at the end of the day, you're going to buy them. And they've been kind of like low-key been doing us dirty for a while. Like even back to the 64. Y'all remember the Nintendo 64? Y'all remember how much the games cost? The games were ridiculous ridiculously overpriced like to the point to where like we had three games and I never understood why we only had three games but now I understand why my parents wasn't dropping all this money on these these games were expensive and they weren't even like main title games it wasn't even like um your Mario's your Zelda's things like that they had cruising USA which was a racing game with like fake licensed cars for like a hundred dollars who's paying that much and it's not even like if you threw, if that was Mario Kart, it's like, eh, all right, it's Mario Kart. But, like, they were expensive. And I might be exaggerating a little bit when I say $100, but you got to remember, this was a different era. So, the price tag may only said $60, $64, but it felt like you were spending 100 of today's dollars. And not only was just the games, the accessories was wild, too. Like, your controllers, your rum, all of that cost mad bread. And it's like... How dare y'all? You know what I mean? Like, and and what the what Nintendo's really good at is they'll keep the console price low, and they'll make their money back in the accessories and your Rumble packs and your memory cards and your controllers, and your uh your DDR drives and all of that. Those that's how they make their money, and it's not right. And we never said anything because we always turned a blind eye to it because uh Mario sixty four Super Mario sixty four was one of the best games of all time, and we just never looked at it. And it's not like that was it. You know, even if we jump into today's world, their sins are still just as bad, if not worse. You ever try getting online on a Nintendo system? You know how hectic that is? They don't have gamer tags. They have friend codes. And they're just randomly 12 random generic numbers in some wild order. And it's just like, yo, memorize this and hand this out to your friend. If I want to get online with my friend, if we want to play Pokemon together, I got to give them some 12-digit code that I don't remember. Like, quite literally in real life, when Pokemon first came out, I had to, like, anytime anyone asked me for my code, I either A, pull out my Switch, or B, like, yo, I'll text you when I get it. And if what if I ain't had her number? You know? 
There was this one guy at work. We're not the best of friends, but he's cool. We traded friend codes. I didn't know it, and I left my Switch at home. So I quite literally had to take a picture of it. And then when I seen him at work the next day, I showed him my phone. So I give him this random generated code so me and him could play games on that. That's a hassle. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot easier on, on your Xbox or your PlayStation. Like, yo, my gamer tag is Love Nerds Pod. That's it. And you just hand it over to the person, and it's like, you know, Love Nerds Pod, the ends capitalized, whatever. You keep it pushing. So that's extremely difficult. And not just like gaming online, online in general. You know how hard it is to upload any Nintendo content? They're so strict, so strict on what they allowed up there, which doesn't make any sense. Because that's free advertisement. If I'm playing Splatoon 2 on my YouTube channel and I have 400,000 subscribers, that's 400,000 additional people seeing your game. How do you not know somebody's like, oh, I saw Yim Sane playing Splatoon. It looks cool. I'm going to go buy it. You're not allowing me to do that. And then when we do dance around such strict restrictions, you take 30% of our profit from our videos. And that's not fair because we already got YouTube greedy asses in our pocket too. So, quite literally, there was a dude to where he was tracking his numbers and he was quite literally making under five cents a video. That is crazy. To the point to where you have to start diving into other games and start, you know, start playing GTA and things like that and and, uh, Call of Duty to make money because Nintendo was so money hungry. And if you ever noticed, that's why you only got three or four YouTubers doing Nintendo consistently and then they still got a side hustle. And it's not just that. They're very money hungry. My Joy-Cons broke. You know how hard it is to find them? It was either A, I couldn't afford it, or B, it was so hard to find. I saw Joy-Cons as much as $90. If your retail price for a game is $60, I got to pay $30 more to play the game? That doesn't make any sense. And also on top of that, the first or two uh, generations of Joy-Cons came with drifting issues. And a drifting issue for the people who don't know is like your character slowly uh, going to the left, slowly going to the right, slowly moving up. It was in, it was a manufacturer issue, and they still released the Joy-Cons, and they still released them at $75, $80, 90 a pop. That is crazy. Why do your controllers cost so much? There's no reason why I should be, okay, like I buy a game and then have to throw an additional $30 on it. You know, and then also, too, I'm playing a game that was remade, remastered, ported. They depend way too much on ports. You know, I don't I, I don't want to tackle it all too much. I won't be here too long, but I could just take one series. You know how many times we've played the same Pokemon game? We, we play it over and over because we love it. But Pokemon Red and Blue have been made to Fire Red and Leaf Green has been made into the Let's Go games. And that's just one right there. But they depend on that so much. And we buy it up. We soak it up every time. We soak it up every time because it's great. And not only are we buying these games consistently, the prices almost never drop. They'll hide behind this bomb sale. But at the end of the day, the prices never drop. I was looking for the uh, Dynasty Warriors, the Hyrule Warriors blend. And that game stayed 60 bucks for so long i had to save up mad gamestop credit for to get it on sale and that game was old that game is four or five years old but right now it's still 60 bucks why does it cost so much now i'm not gonna sit here and act like they don't have bomb sales because they'll do that same 60 games will be 20 dollars one day but you have to catch it and it don't stay long it's 20 dollars for three days and then eventually it's right back to 60 why am i paying 60 bucks for a game that's five plus years old that just doesn't make any sense 
And I just I don't want this to be twisted. I'm not shitting on Nintendo. This isn't the thing. Nintendo games is tied to some of the best memories I've ever had in my life when it comes to video gaming. But we need to wake up a little bit. We need to realize, like, listen, just because your games are dope, we're not going to take the BS that you guys throw to us on a random basis. And like I said, I'm not shitting on them. I'm not saying, you know, screw them. I'm not saying boycott them. But just, just be aware of what's going on. And I know I can't talk because I just brought the Pokemon expansion pack, and it's a great time. But still, keep your eyes open. Be aware. All right, welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed the side quest. Um, hope you guys learned something new and picked up on things that maybe you guys didn't know. That was very knowledgeable. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll see what next week's side quest will entail. Yeah, and um, you know, like I was saying before, I love Nintendo. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want any of that to be misconstrued. Just saying, you know what I mean. Keep your eyes open, B. Yeah, and we'll have our. I mean, with even anime and and games in general, we're gonna have our pros, and we gotta talk about the cons. Not everything's gonna be great. Not everything is gonna be amazing. Not everything's gonna be a ten. So, right. I'm glad that you covered that today. Right, right. And um, uh, you know. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Um, this has been a fun journey. Oh, so fun. You know, technically, we're only three episodes in, but it's it's fun. I'm having a blast. I love talking to you guys. I love the feedback, and I, I appreciate it. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, I just really want to thank each and every one of our listeners. Yeah, and we look forward to doing this every single week. And, of course, you guys can definitely keep in touch with us through our social media. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Love Nerds Pod. Um, we're always active. We're always looking to talk to you guys and looking for suggestions, recommendations, questions, comments, concerns, all of that. So, you know, keep in touch with us because we're, we're looking forward to it just as much as we look forward to bringing you content. And uh, like us on uh, Facebook, too. We got our own Facebook page, oh, too. Yeah. Just uh, type Love Nerds in the search bar. Just give us a like. We really we'll appreciate the support. Really appreciate you guys. Love is love. Always. Always.